0: Now and again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network for all things cage, Keanu, and more. Head on over to cageclub.me. That is cageclub.me. Hi everyone. This is uh, this is now and again. This is what we're calling the EP series. Where uh, we kind of do these short takes during off months when uh you know life gets in the way of a full episode, or we just want to kind of divert and have some uh, some quick fun, some some just fun and some laughs, palin around. Uh, and with me today is the most palin around, and this this uh, of all of my co-hosts, the co-hostess with the mostest. I said his name three times and he appeared. Uh, it's Nico.
1: Hey guys, what's up? It's Nico. I actually just want to say I'm super excited to be part of this. I love the idea of syncing in and doing an EP uh, and making it something a little bit different some of my favorite records are EPs actually um, I think you can tell a really good story in a little bit less time so I'm going to stop rambling yeah woo I'm excited to be here
0: well, what this is this is a, a mailbag episode um, from like the start of the show uh, now and again cast at gmail.com has been the, the mailbag address and um, we've gotten one email Uh, Which is awesome, and then I sourced two other questions from other places, and now we have almost enough for a a full mailbag episode. So uh, we're mostly just going to talk and have some uh, fun. Does that sound good to you?
1: You know what? What's even better is I actually have a question or two for you myself.
0: Oh, okay. This is a twist.
1: I know, right? Yeah, it's like, it's one of those M. Night Shyamalan movies.
0: Your regular tree that tries to make me commit suicide? I don't know. I don't think I saw that one. Oh man, the happening. The happening's really fun. It's really bad, but in this like endearing way.
1: Huh. I guess for me it just wasn't happening.
0: Mmm. Alright. Well, that'll transition to our first uh our first question. It's coming from Joe. Which Joe? Could be any of the Joes. Who knows? Uh what are your biggest musical guilty pleasures?
1: Oh Jesus. Okay. Um that's a really incredible question.
0: I I gotta say I, I don't believe in the musical guilty pleasure, which is my problem. Why Why does a pleasure have to be guilty? That's so... It's so Puritan, you know? I just own the fact that I, uh... I have a fucking pop music podcast. Like, of course I love trash. Own that.
1: Okay, hear me out. For me, a musical guilty pleasure is something that you listen to that you frankly know you should be listening to something else at this point. You should be broadening your horizons so you don't fall into that goddamn I'm a fucking asshole in my 30s thing where I don't like anything. And except, you know, and you say like back in my day, like, you know what I mean? So like I work really hard to make sure that I listen to uh, more music, to be honest. Uh, but for me, guilty pleasures are the things you go to way too often that, you know, you shouldn't hmm. like you shouldn't just sneak it on. But like you do anyway, it's stuff that maybe stays in your rotation that you're like, look, I don't I don't know why I like it. I don't know. It's not even good. Like, I, I hear this shitty audio quality, and I hear the bad recording, and I hear the, the places that the vocals are stronger now and the person performs it live, or maybe that somebody would do it better, or maybe there's a cover that's cooler. But, like, for me, me personally, I like music that I can't stop listening to. I think the guilty pleasure, for me, is replay addiction.
0: Okay. Uh, I think it's interesting that, like, it, to me, like, the parallel that you drew is almost with, like, uh, almost with, like, food. It's like when you're at a party and you're like, oh, no, I shouldn't eat uh, an entire another bag of Doritos, but uh, it's a party. I don't Who cares? Like, I think that is an interesting kind of take on the guilty pleasure, the thing, you know, you shouldn't go back to, but you are anyway. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, you know, for me, that's also Christina Aguilera's first album because, you know, I want to make it at least somewhat about the podcast and not about me um
0: <laughs> but like i swore off the i swore off the idea of the guilty pleasure and i think this comes from being like in that early 2000s teenager uh new jersey punk scene where you know you would be talking to people who you were going to shows with or trying to flirt with this cute girl who like vaguely reminded you of brody dale And if she knew that you had a Kylie Minogue CD in your player right now, in your crappy Subaru Outback, like, there's no way she'd ever smooch on you, not knowing there's no way she'd ever do that anyway. So, like, it always kind of felt like I had to hide the stuff that I really wanted to, the stuff that I really enjoyed listening to. Like, sure, I love that punk, but, like, I'm going to hide the fact that I love, you know, 80s pop around these people who are my peers right now.
1: I love what you just said. I really do. Like, I, I love that you're, like, attacking that, 100%. I oh,
0: yeah, because you should never identify yourself by the kind of music that you listen to or the kind of movies or whatever. That's such a, a high school trap.
1: And, you know, because I teach these 16-year-olds and these 17-year-olds, I do kind of see that still, mm. that that people identifying by their taste. and it's like... And every now and then, one of them will repeat a story to me, and they'll be like, oh, can you believe it? And I'll be like... Do you not realize you sound like an asshole right now? Which is
0: exactly why I can't believe s- it.
1: Right? I always want to be like, you sound like a douche bro. Somebody needs to put a muscle on you. Um, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think we shouldn't be embarrassed about what we like. Uh, But I do think it's important to be well-rounded. And if you find yourself maybe a little too addicted to every couple of months, making sure you turn to Mariah Carey's butterfly.
0: So there we go. Since you're in such a feisty mood, I think we'll go on to this question. Uh, this is sourced from... Uh, someone on something awful, I'm not going to read their forum's name as if it's their real name, so um, thanks, you know who you are. Um, He or she says, "Uh, I mostly heard this in college and don't really run into these people today, but what is your reaction to people who say they listen to everything but rap and country? Okay. I really do hate that sentence more than, like, any other sentence Like that could be related to music in any way. This is what's fascinating, I think.
1: Because there's a couple of different ways we need to discuss reading that question. I agree. Now, I'm a really big fan of, of reasonable suspension of disbelief and not being a fucking cockhead when you're debating something. Okay. Right? When somebody's like, oh, "But uh, devil's advocate, I want to punch them in the goddamn face. And here's why. Devil's advocate implies that you're like, ah, oh, but did you think of this thing, this really uncommon thing, this thing that's probably not going to happen that I just need to point out because if I don't contribute to this conversation, that means I didn't have my – it's toxic masculinity. It is white toxic masculinity at that, and I just can't stand it.
0: It's a, It's very um, well, actually.
1: Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So point of story. It does make me want to say, okay, please, since you listen to everything but country and rap, please tell me, who is your favorite Zydeco musician? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I will wait. While you're at it, can I also know your favorite spoken word artist? Uh,
0: let's have a conversation then about, um, like, the Japanese alternative scene.
1: Oh, what do you mean you don't listen to noise. I thought you listened to everything, so I was under the impression that you would have every single one of the Chipmunks releases.
0: What's your favorite minute of John Cage's 4'33"? Uh,
1: I don't know about you, but when I say everything, I definitely include Philip Glass because <laughs> I actually unironically like Philip Glass and it makes my life
0: dots. Ah, <laughs> but that's not a guilty pleasure at all. <laughs>
1: No, I love Philip Glass. I, I love anything that tests the limits of form and function. That's, that's a really important thing to me in terms of art. I understand that a lot of people think that the, the heart of testing art is social issues and stuff like that. Uh, for me, the heart of testing art is form and function and, and, and finding new ways to express that allow the new expressions out. So yeah I'm a big Philip Glass fan. Sorry that was that no back to well, hating uh, people.
0: So actually let's let's talk about that that's not a bad transition because the idea of the rap and country thing do you think some of it is related do you think there's something at all valid to that statement or like do you think that there's something that ties those together into this being this statement that is made by more than just a few people?
1: might not be something you have interest in you could literally like every kind of music you have ever heard in your entire life but various forms of rap and country it could happen it could absolutely happen it is not unreasonable to say most people are more well rounded than they think they are in a generally shallow way like it's it's not uncommon in the gay community that people would would be more fluid you know there's a whole lot of are you a top or are you a bottom Eh, generally everybody's versatile who gives a fuck just dick in his ass just stick it in somewhere it's fine but like, you know, the the difference being, it's just such a grand pronouncement. And it's not just such a grand pronouncement to say, I don't like country and I don't like rap, but it unfortunately plays out to an idea or a mentality about the kinds of people that might be associated with those yeah, types of music. Yeah, I was music. just going to say. There is a general sentiment that the people who like rap music are right. thuggish. I'll be... I, And they, you know, it's...
0: it's, There's racist and classist undertones to this answer.
1: To be slightly political for 10 seconds, because it's just something I can't seem to avoid. I, I did realize that I had a lot of prejudice against the middle of the country when I first did the Disney College program, and I met people from other parts of the world. And other parts of our country. And I, in some ways, found the people from other parts of our country just as foreign as the people from the other parts of the world. Because I couldn't believe I was in a training group of four people and three of them were sharing stories about that their school either had or they participated in. Drive your tractor to school days where if you had your tractor license at 14 or 15, you could take the tractor to school on certain days of the week. And I kind of wanted to be like, You mean a tractor trailer? Yeah. And they're like, No, you're tractor and I'm like, okay, any of Green Gables, where's the real people? You know what I mean? And it was culture shock for me to, to, to share this conversation with these people. These And, you know, a lot of them actually came to be really close friends of mine. And that's not me trying to be like, ah, oh, I met a magical redneck who showed me the ways of flannel and perhaps blue ribbon. But um, what I do mean by this is uh, I understand there actually is a, a significant amount of, of – of, of, prejudice against the average country listener who makes up a phenomenal percentage of our Mm -hmm. country's landmass what i do think is a little fascinating is i'm gonna put something out on the line about this show pop music (laughs) sucks pop music is
0: garbage
1: it is it is it is
0: oh no you found the exact words that can slay me and end the podcast forever but here's the thing It's not. It's so much more than that,
1: and it's so powerful, and if you want to fucking tell me that pop music has no meaning, I'm going to make you listen to Robin do uh, every heartbeat from the Cherry Tree Sessions, and I want you to tell me pop music has no power, and I kind of think that's how we talk about country music as people who aren't necessarily fans of country. I'm not necessarily a country music fan, but I have a bunch of country music songs in my Google Play library. That's absolutely for damn sure. I know how to play a bunch on guitar. That's true as well. I, I do think it's it it is it is a certain kind of holier than thou to believe you are somehow accepted above the large cities and the and the the mass country. Are you tell, Are you trying to tell me that the suburbs make you better than anything? It will. It also used to be and not jazz. Sure. So let's be thankful that it's also not and well, not I, I jazz. I think
0: that I think you do find those people um, for sure and. I think the fact that jazz largely um, does not have lyrics is what doesn't put it into this kind of category, that it's not a, a kind of brand of pop music. And I think that there is something to say that it; these are two genres that are most heavily targeted towards specific demographics, which means that often the worst of them, uh, which occasionally coincides with the most popular uh, and ubiquitous of them, can come off as very uh, pandery,
1: for certain. When you
0: you know, it's one of those
1: things that's really funny. I actually defend the use of tropes in a lot of cases uh, because, in like writing, um, because they wouldn't be tropes if they weren't actually yeah. the go-to. If you're writing a, a medical procedural, is it tropey? If it's unusual cases, well, no, it's interesting. There's a reason we do mm-hmm. certain things. I think there's a reason certain things appeal to our ears, certain things appeal to what we want to hear. Uh, and that's yeah, I think I think, yeah, when a song stands out in a genre, it's frequently because it ties into all of the main elements of that genre, giving the fans of it what they're looking for in a really clear tight package.
0: yeah no I mean there there is there's a song that uh, and you know. I feel like pop country now, they they just kind of saw what worked for, like, your Patsy Cline's, which was, like, sing about your hardships and sing about, like, your life. Like,
1: like wait, well, okay. Wait, speaking well, about singing
0: about her life, she
1: was a little bit psychic because she released a song called I Fall to Pieces and then she died in a plane crash. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> yes. Um, like Keith Urban has a song that's called, like... Um, it's called like it's like Johnny Walker, John Deere, John three sixteen, or something like that. And it's just like, dog. First off, you're Australian. Second, you're rich as shit, and like none of those are things that you've actually ever like come in contact with in the last fifteen years of your life. Being Mister Nicole Kidman, right? So like, it's it's just very transparent that a lot of people from probably both of these genres are almost creating these characters that is is specifically targeted towards the demographics that we mentioned and. I think that's why if you're outside of that bubble, it's very difficult. If you're like a, a Northeastern white 20-year-old guy, why neither of these genres are effective towards you. And I think that is the crux of why people – and you know, he mentioned that – he or she mentioned it was in college they heard this the most. And that makes sense. That's like if, if that's who you are and you're not in that bubble, that's to that person probably a valid answer because they haven't looked hard enough into the genre for stuff they would like.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's like, I kind of compare, like, I have a friend who very recently, for lack of a better way to put it, got super woke, like, out, out the fuck of nowhere, which was super cool.
0: I mean, yeah, we, all, um, saw, and we like, all saw Get Out and decided to stay woke forever. Like, that's what happened to all of us, right?
1: And, uh, but yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because, like, I sometimes think about before I knew what the fuck I was talking about, and I sometimes think I sounded like an idiot. I got on this train years ago at this point like the signs were there and I caught the fuck up because oh my god somebody has to save the world and a friend of mine is just really starting to get super active and I'm kind of like oh the stupid shit you're gonna have to acknowledge you said at some
0: point (laughs) yeah
1: and like I sort of feel like people who are like, yeah, I'm never going to listen to rapper country. And now they, after college, know all the words to gin and juice and also played, I need you now by lady antebellum on repeat when their first girlfriend left them for their uh, RA. (laughs) I think, um, I think, I think shit about those dudes. I think they should admit all the thing. It's like, uh, I know this guy and I, I know I'm just rambling, edit this out. I know this guy and, He's kind of hard on himself. I think he's a super cool dude, and he's actually kind of super cute. He's like, super hard on how he looks, and I don't know. He's got to, he's got to be national himself. But anyway, he posted this meme that was like, uh, people that bullied you in high school post anti-bullying memes now, LOL, barf. And I kind of want to be like, no, what are you missing? That's so good, because that means they're going to teach their kids not to bully. Why would you shit on someone's progress? You Why?
0: Why? Yeah. There's... We see... Especially with politicians, we see this big backlash against people, like, evolving their positions as if that's a bad thing. Like, oh, they were were against it before they were before it. Like, good. Good. That is a sign of, like, self-reflection and evaluation and and learning and listening and seeing what what their
1: constituency wanted and seeing what the people who are voting for them wanted and seeing what the world was looking to move toward and seeing where the people were evolving their views toward. Oh my god, how isn't this a good fucking thing you idiots? Oh my god.
0: Yeah, everything is awful. Okay. Um, I
1: take back you idiots. Please please censor that. <laughs> nope. I've never I've never understood the term flip-flopping. It's not flip-flopping. Unless you're like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, like, you know, like, uh, like the comb over in office. Um, it's, that's, that's it. Yeah, no, it's, it's... It's not f- flip-flopping if you're evolving.
0: Yeah, no, uh, when, when you're, there's a difference between, and I guess this kind of ties into the question, there's a difference between evolving and specifically pandering to a base. Mm. It can be tough to dis- yeah. distinguish sometimes, sure, but, like, progression is good.
1: And, and growing, and,
0: yeah, And I think that, you know, as he says in the question, I don't really run into these people today. Hopefully that's because everyone's kind of grown the fuck up a bit, and that's a statement that stays in college where it belongs, with, you know, uh, puking on yourself and sad sex. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to wrap up uh, this segment with uh, the the, the only real email that we got. Hi, Chris. Been enjoying revisiting all of these songs from my childhood, uh, but I can't believe the negativity towards the Backstreet Boys. Uh, well, deal with it. Uh, They were clearly the superior boy band. That is not correct. Uh... (laughs) As you know... I'm going to redact this name. As you know, name redacted. uh, Loves prog rock, especially Rush. Uh, While I get that they're really good at playing their instruments, uh, I can't get into them no matter how hard I try. Uh, Are there any bands that everyone else seems to like, but you just can't learn to love? Uh, Keep up the good work, Kate. Thank you, Kate, for uh, actually sending in an email um and yo and that was
1: super classy
0: and i do know uh that her boyfriend does uh love <laughs> loves rush uh a lot and uh i'm uh, you know not gonna put him on blast he knows who he is
1: i imagine he's a drummer
0: <laughs> he's he's certainly living in the limelight Bands that everyone else loves that you don't i think there's one obvious one between us right We're neither of us are very big on the beatles I was going to say,
1: I like the Beatles, but I don't, I don't get it. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, help, I need somebody help. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. Can't buy me love. All one giant song. Like,
0: yeah, especially, especially the early stuff. I have no interest in.
1: And like, you know, and then like other songs I do know, like. The long winding road is that one, right? I think that song is so annoying.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I've just, I've never listened to uh, on my own. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure people put on like the White Album or Revolver in college, but I've never or number ones. I've just yeah, uh, well, yeah. I've just never gone out of my way to listen to a Beatles album because they don't really do much for me. And I've
1: never ever put them on intentionally. Correct.
0: Yeah. I don't like John Lennon. And uh, and we hate we. Uh, I know it's like a hipstery thing to say. Is I don't. I think the Beatles are overrated. But we've. I knew that you were going to say this too because we've been like this for a long time. We just didn't grow so much. I think is if your dad or your mom liked them and we didn't, so we never liked them. And we were not liking the Beatles before. Not liking the Beatles were cool, so we're double negative hipsters, which just makes us normal.
1: That's that's the best way to explain it. Like you know what we are at this point. We're like recycling bins. That's how normal we are. Yeah, but. I think other than the Beatles too, I like two stones songs.
0: Yeah, I don't that's it. I don't do the stones. I like uh I like paint it black and uh Gimme Shelter and you can keep pretty much everything else. I like Miss You <laughs> I don't even know that one. I miss you.
1: Woo 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 woo
0: woo woo Oh yes okay it took it took like your, the fourth woo before I, I i got it um i remember <laughs> i remember in like high school VH1 was was like had this i guess it was before they were doing their i love the whatever day it is uh, period. But they would do, like, just, like, they would do, like, blocks from certain years, right? Well, they would do, like, uh like countdowns of shit that didn't matter. Like, they would do, like, the best yes. songs of the 80s and the best songs of the 70s and the best rock songs. As voted for by this bar in Austin, <laughs> yeah. Texas. And at some point they said the best rock song of all time or the best song of all time even, and it was satisfaction. And I was just like, get the fuck out of my face.
1: No, yeah, I don't like that. But I also like Wild Horses.
0: Uh, I don't like Zeppelin much.
1: Uh, Well, I love Zeppelin, so I I gotta part ways there. I love Zeppelin, I love the Doors. Um,
0: Doors don't do much to me either. Um,
1: But can I be real? Can I I tell a Chris story that I love so much?
0: Oh, uh, please, by all means.
1: Chris, what was every December 23rd? It was my annual holiday party. Uh, Yeah. I had those big dinner parties and the desserts and stuff, Mm -hmm. and like... Uh, I would always have a big holiday party for me and my friends to do a big gift exchange before everybody was too busy at Christmas to see each other because I thought it was cute and important. Uh, we were talking about bands we liked or loved or whatever, and I said how much I loved Jeff Buckley, and other Chris and Chelsea both agreed, and I broke out my guitar, and I played like some bits of Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley, which, you know, sorry guys, but I had evolved well past Wonderwall. <laughs> and, um, we, you know, we continued to talk about music from there, but I remember when we got to Zeppelin, I was like, oh, I love Zeppelin. And Chris just goes, um, Chris goes, I kind of think every Led Zeppelin song is the same. I think they're all, biber, 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 biber. <laughs> and you just kept doing that no matter what anybody said. You just kept doing <laughs> That's, that,
0: that over like and
1: over. And we all just kept laughing, so it was more like you just kept, I mean, you you had a good audience for it, so... It was, it was just, it's a specifically lovely memory of you being very funny.
0: I mean, you can, de- oh, sorry, yeah, you could definitely play the Led Zeppelin drinking game and just drink every time he says baby and the last person who can see wins. Wow, you guys don't even get through Led Zeppelin 1, huh? Oh, no, you're pretty much dead by track two. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, like, more modern than, like, your... I don't get your Springsteen. your dad listen to. Springsteen, uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus, everyone get in this fucking state loves Springsteen. And I think i I love John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, we've, we've had this discussion, and that's wrong. Um, I know,
1: and I'm ready to fight you. I mean, like, I'm like, I look like the, the Notre Dame mascot right now <laughs> in my tank top. I got my little fists out, and I'm ready to go.
0: Uh, I appreciate Springsteen, but I don't really, uh... I can't listen to much of him, um...
1: In a row, certainly not. Like, I can listen to one, I can listen to two... And I mean songs. Um, what else can I do? Okay, I'll, I'll admit it. <clears throat> and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I love Gaga and Beyonce as artists more than their actual work.
0: Yeah, I could, I could feel that. Um, I mean, I, I, love Gaga. I love both of them, but I can understand that point of view. Um,
1: I don't find like I, I'm always impressed with the work but i don't find myself like dying to listen to it and maybe that's because of their level of exposure i know that i'm going to get a healthy amount of gaga and beyonce in my life regardless of putting them on intentionally but they don't it, it, just to bring up another person that we've put in their cal- caliber i've been listening to like i've been listening to future sex love sounds on repeat for like a week mm-hmm. like it's it's just uh, like summer love is stuck in my head you know what i mean like that record for me is so Nelly Furtado's loose that record for me, you know, in terms of artists who put on big, you know, over the top shows and stuff, just because that was produced at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, those records kind of pull me back in and back in and back in. It's, it's, but I don't, I definitely, I definitely don't get it.
0: I, uh, but you'll, but I get it. You'll be proud of me a little bit. I think, um, Because if you asked me this like two years ago, I think another uh, artist I would have said is one that you enjoyed, uh, one that an ex that you knew uh, very much enjoyed. And it's just never – Fleetwood Mac just never clicked with me. Um, But uh, my current girlfriend uh, also loves herself some Fleetwood Mac. But
1: Fleetwood Mac is the greatest band of all time. Of It's like Fleetwood Mac and Tool, and I'm
0: torn, but it's Fleetwood Mac. Sometimes you just have to hear the song that makes it click, and uh, my girlfriend, on a ride back from Philly, put on the song Silver Springs, and I just, there it was. It's like, oh. I, I got Fleetwood Mac, and now uh, I, I'm making up for all of that lost time. So maybe at some point you just have to hear uh, a non-The Trees a song, and Rush will make some sense, but I don't maybe not.
1: Yeah, you know, I was the kid that got made fun of in in middle school for wearing Fleetwood Mac rumors as a, like a t shirt of it, like I mocked mocked relentlessly. You just wore the CD mocked. on your
0: chest, like and like a uh, Tony Stark.
1: No, it was like a really cool high quality fabric print shirt my parents got me. Lol, I'm just I was such a loser, but like God, I loved that record. Uh, yeah, oh, no, God. I'm
0: I'm now to the point where I uh, I I'm on the, the the Mac attack. Mac and me, Mac and me. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: No. Can I? I. The Chain has been my audition song for 10 years. That's um, how I did Disney American Idol. Ooh. I, yeah, I did uh, I did The Chain. But then, you know, for performance, you had to do one of the songs from The List. And I did um, Crush by Tiny Head Deep Voice.
0: I forget uh, his name. David Archuleta. Oh, God. David Archuleta. Yeah. yeah that um, dates that. Because, that, but, that puts that to exactly one possible year. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh well no, but i would about to say, if we've answered this question, I have a question for sure. you. We are
0: we are done with the um with the questions. You can send your questions into now and at gmail.com and you know, maybe it won't be nine months until we do another one of these. Um but yeah, Nico, go ahead, what is your question?
1: Okay, so one of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been listening to these is it is interesting that I am. I think it's me, and I, yeah, I think there's only been two guests that have been like really pro pop music on here. And what's interesting is your other guests have all been the same sort of anti pop music.
0: Hmm. Right. I don't know. I guess it's tough for me to see it from this perspective since I'm. I'm. You're their friend. I'm there all the time, and other than editing, I don't listen to the show because. Um, It's weird. So I I think I'm just looking at this from a more like clinical perspective, but go on. I'm interested. What I'm left looking at then, have you, and I've thought about this sometimes. Um, I know I
1: brought stuff like this up, but I am radically a different person than I was when the material we're talking about is. Mm -hmm. I I am a radically different human being. People that knew me in high school, the last time they saw me was 18 years old, do not recognize me. Right. Ever. I have to explain who I am. It's not just that I dropped like 150 pounds of fat and have now, you know, taken up weightlifting as like a a way of life and a necessary component of my day. But I – but all I can ever think when I catch myself in the mirror and I wear my suspenders every day for the last 10 years and I, I'm – Even on my days off, I'm in a collared shirt. And I I wear jeans twice a year, if that. And when I think about this stuff, my first thought is always the same motherfucking thing. I would call me a motherfucking loser. 15-year-old Nico would think 31-year-old Nico is a loser. He would think that I am vain and shallow. And he would absolutely secretly masturbate looking at pictures of (laughs) adult Nico. Let's not be idiots. But
0: like he would...
1: He would be like, you spent too much time at the gym, loser. Ah." What I'm left with is, how do you think if 15-year-old Chris got his hands on these podcasts somehow, how do you think he would perceive the way you look at the music now versus the way you looked at the music then? Because so much of who you were then was a a willingness to embrace the validity of Mm counterculture. yeah. And so much who you are now is a willingness to embrace the goodness in whichever culture comes your way. You're one of the most chill dudes I know. You're one of the most laid-back dudes I know, which is really crazy, considering you and I were considered the hotheads growing up. You know what I mean?
0: It is true. We were definitely the Raphael of our Ninja Turtle group.
1: How would you
0: feel about you Hearing these. Time displaced. So solely So solely based on the contents of this podcast. Yes. In this universe where uh, you have gone back in time and ripped these to a CD and snuck them in, into my CD Walkman that I listen to uh, on the bus, or if, if I'm a little older. Uh, it's 15, so it's, it's definitely on the bus. If <clears throat> If 15-year-old Chris knew that it was him in the future, I think he would not be surprised because I kind of said before, it's like I was hiding a lot of the fact that I liked pop music or that um, in between, uh, like, every shitty ska band that I would listen to, like, I'd put on a Liz Fair album. Like, that's kind of the stuff that I hid until, like, my, like, senior year um, when I discovered indie rock and then all of a sudden, like, Everyone discovered indie rock. I guess that's just what happens when you leave high school. I think, I think there'd be some relief, like, that I was so open with it. Um, but at the same time, I'd probably be really mad about how often I say Ska's dead. <laughs> okay, well, now I guess I have to evolve the question a little bit.
1: Okay. Because one of the things that this podcast experience has forced me to do is kind of confront some stuff. And that's cool. That's kind of the point of, like, reflective docudrama art. I don't know. There's something, there's something about rediscovering old music, right? There's something super romantic. Yeah. And so yesterday I was on the bus heading into the city. And last night my husband and I were lucky enough, a uh, Christmas gift for my parents, uh, we were lucky enough to see that Midler and Hello, Dolly. And I started kind of flipping back through my, my, my music catalog in my head. And I started putting some stuff in my Google Play library that I just hadn't thought of in a long time. And I stumbled onto some records where I Ooh. was just like, oh, oh, my heart. It was it was a hard thing to to kind of think about who that guy had been and who I am now and, and compare those two things in a really clear way. Uh, I, used, I still am in a lot of ways a pretty big Nine Inch Nails fan. But I don't find myself going to put on uh, old Nine Inch Nails too often. And I, I listened to The Fragile, which is my favorite Nine Inch Nails record. And I just sort of followed that that, that story to a place in my head. And I, I sort of settled in that era. And I was listening to all these songs that just, God, who we were was made of music. And I, I loved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. I think you're, that you can do that is lucky. I think I can't as easily. Because you at least listened to largely good music in high school where I was more like in a scene. So I was stuck listening to a lot of stuff that um, the shelf life ran out about a decade ago. Um, Like uh, I I saw that Real Big Fish is playing the Stone Pony. And I was like, who is going to go see Real Big Fish in 2017 before I realized, oh, no, that's going to sell out.
1: Yeah. Oh, part of the problem we also had is we both liked independent artists as well. And um, I have trouble finding some of the stuff I want to relive.
0: Mm, Yeah, that does happen sometimes.
1: I I have a really specific sensory memory. I am, it is the summer after I graduated, I believe. And I am working at MC Comics and Poker Mm -hmm. Industries in Old Bridge, New Jersey where my life is, is just in such a place of tumult. I don't know who I am at this point. I don't know what I want to be in. I don't know how I want to be it, but I know I'm not happy with anything in my life. And I have, I have one record that I sort of keep on repeating the store pretty nonstop. And it's dredges catch without arms, which mm, dredger are, okay. dredge are such a phenomenal motherfucking band. I just, you know, when their records were great, their records were incredible. I love dredge. And, um, I hear bug eyes. And every time I hear bug eyes, uh, the, the door to the comic shop is open and I can smell the air blowing and it must be summer 2005 because house of M is coming out and I can see the books on the shelf. That's, that's how real it is to me. That's how powerful music is. If I put that song on, that's immediately what I experience. And so much of the show has caused me to do that. So much of this podcast has forced me to think about where I am now and In some ways, it's really cool because I'm I'm a very hard-on-myself kind of guy. I know I have a super cocky bravado attitude, but I'm I'm super hard on myself um, because that's how I get to have the cocky bravado attitude. I push myself and stuff. And There's some ways in which I I think I could be a little further along in life. But what's really cool about this podcast experience for me is comparing where I am now and the road I've taken and the journey I've I've taken to here with – what, with what could have been because back me up on this I kind
0: of was a bit of a shit storm uh, I, 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 I mean I don't think so
1: I I I had my fair share of problems I didn't exactly attend high school for several years um, and, you did once
0: uh, uppercut me in the balls unprovoked
1: I <laughs> had some anger problems it was just a matter of time till that came up in an episode <laughs> so I so sorry God, what a
0: night. I feel like it's okay so,
1: now. Uh, cool. So uh, that was finger guns. And... Um,
0: pew pew. <laughs> lasers.
1: So here's here's kind of what I'm saying. This show has forced me to confront some things about myself that I never expected to have to confront. Because this, when I get ready for an episode, or when I listen to an episode, it's actually not just talking about a topic. It's immersion in the songs. It's it's it's. We're talking about the eras. We're talking about the artists. We're talking about what the music could mean. We're talking about what's come of it since. And we're we're, we're putting so much of it in a, in a time based context. It's it's hard to not see how how I've evolved as a person. I'm sorry that I keep explaining my question in ten minute increments, but I guess what I'm saying is, have you had a, 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 a a powerful parallel like that, you know, in listening and in, in preparing and stuff.
0: Um, hmm, not yet. Um, and again, I think it's just because I'm too close to it. Um, I don't, I don't get a chance to step away. Better to say, really yeah, I get to walk away for way. a month at a time. Yeah. Um, an, unfortunately, no. Um, but I think we're getting closer to a point where, um, that's more. Hmm. About, I, th- hmm. I feel like it's getting to the point where that's more and less likely. Because I feel like with what you were talking about, how a song can bring you back to a specific time, I feel like that's not going to start happening for me until like two, we hit like 2002, 2003. But at the same time, like it wasn't pop that was doing that for me at that time. And I'm, I think I'm going to be largely unfamiliar with some of the stuff that um, is coming along just because of what I was listening to at the time. So um, I think I'm unfortunately... I don't know if that's going to happen. Um but I'm I'm excited to take the ride. And really everything that you said is entirely what this podcast was about though and it's part of the genesis of it and it's why we do this and I mean you kind of uh that's that's the thesis of what this show is. It's not just about the pop music and this weird collection of compilations that we all kind of remember from television commercials. It's it's more about the feeling behind all of it and how pop captures that better than maybe anything else whether our brains are aware of it or not
1: yeah and i think it's because pop music is so a part of our culture Mm -hmm. because it shows up in everything you know what i mean yeah it's, it's 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 just written into us
0: it's in our dna that's what uh it's culture it's pop culture it's pop music for a reason Nico as always where can people find you
1: remember when you said this will be a real quick thing just 30 minutes and then I ruined it I don't know what it is but there was something really haughty about the way you started with Nico where can't like, it was yeah that was great okay well, you're, um...
0: you're, I, I think it's just because the timelines are mixed up like uh, people are going to hear this first whereas I've asked you this question like twice in the last two weeks already um, so I'm getting true. it backwards um, but where can people find you
1: Uh, The the best place to find me is probably my Instagram, Nico Vasillo. It's just my name, N-I-C-O-V-A-S-I-L-O. That is N as in Nancy, I as in Indigo, C as in Coin, O as in Orange, V as in Vasillo. Wait, why did I say
0: that? (laughs) Oh
1: my god, I always say V as in Victor. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. I like that
0: more. No, you guys you're sticking with that.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm leaving it there. But no, really, the best place you can find me is KidRiotComics.com, where you can find all of my hyper-socially aware uh, comics about um, people saving people. We're going to have a whole bunch of books coming out. It's really exciting. Uh, And then Facebook.com slash Action Duo. That's where you can check out my music. Um, Also, it seems more and more you can find me here um, on what I like to call now. That's not what he calls that podcast.
0: (laughs) And uh, he will be back uh, next month, in the month of June, with an episode we definitely have not recorded yet, because that's how schedules work. Everything is live on podcasts. All time is linear. Uh, thank you, Nico. See you soon. I
1: see you soon. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Now, yo, now like, well, you know when, when I count to three, I want y'all to get busy. Now one, two,
0: three, get loose now. It
1: takes two, it takes two.